0: Welcome everybody back to Friar Talk. We are here after a game one loss to the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, the Padres had one hit, a Will Myers single, I believe, either in the fifth or the sixth inning. Uh, but overall, this is a very, very rough game uh, to start the series. Now, I went on, I did a predictions episode before. Chase, you and Isaac didn't get a chance to, uh, to kind of give your predictions on the series. But one of the thing things I brought up was I felt like this series was one of the series where it was not the first two games splitting them wasn't as big of a deal as last series as it was for the Padres in terms of Philadelphia being able to split the series in San Diego um, I think going into this one you know that you're going to have two really really good outings most likely by Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola who's slated to pitch tomorrow but either way you go and you start a game one and you have one hit and zero offense throughout the whole game it's going to feel really really rough so even though that was kind of the expectation coming into this one, I still feel pretty disappointed with the the showcase that we saw tonight. Um, on one hand, Hugh Darvish looked really good. And then kind of on the other hand, on that pitching side is, well, Hugh Darvish kind of had a wasted start where he looked really good. He had a couple of pitches absolutely um into the outfield. But for the most part, he, he looked really good tonight. He had a lot of swings and misses, but you don't really get to – be happy about his quality start, just because the Padres' offense wasn't there at all. So, how are you feeling right now after after this rough first first game of the series?
1: You can say that second home run that Darvish shut up was more than mollywopped. That was one of the hardest hit balls I think we've seen in the entire year. I think it was the hardest hit ball in Statcast throughout this entire year. 120 miles an hour, 488 feet. Your Darvish was hanging a couple sliders and. They punished him for it. Um, That was the best way you can put it. That was my main concern with Darvish tonight was he was striking out a lot of people, but when he wanted to get that first pitch strike, it was either a curveball or a slider that usually got hung down the middle of the plate, and they just weren't swinging. Schwarber noticed it. He took advantage of it, and it went a long way. For us, we just couldn't hit at all. Myers was our only hit, and it was a hit up the middle. It wasn't hit very hard, but it was a hit. Realistically, we shouldn't have a shot in that ninth inning. Um, Soto would have grounded into a double play if it wasn't for an error. So, you know, we we got lucked out there and didn't capitalize on it. Um, Outside of Bryce Harper and Schwarber, most of the people were held down. But that was where I knew the Phillies were going to plague us. They have a lot of home run hitters compared to us. They have guys that have a lot of power, and that was displayed tonight where we usually rely more on timely hitting and maybe an occasional home run. We can't get the occasional hit. We're going to have to start hitting home runs, and not a lot of our guys do that. We had a few deep flyouts. I know Nola hit one where I was like, I had a chance, but then it died at the wall. I mean, there was a couple other ones where it was like, okay, this is hit hard, but right to someone. it is a little bit of a you darvish wasted start however you will have snell you'll have musgrove i do agree with you it's one of those series where it's okay if you go one one and then you know go back to philly you're gonna be fine it's not as bad as it was with the dodgers the dodgers were the superior team they were the best team in baseball however we beat them i think you know Seeing Zach Wheeler tonight and then seeing in a few days will may work in the Padres' advantage. Uh, I know Aaron Nola has been more hittable than Zach Wheeler. Zach Wheeler has just been on one ever since he became a Philly. Uh, hopefully, you know Nola's playing tomorrow and Nola punishes his brother. He used to catch him all the time. You should know what those pitches look like. Hopefully, we can see Nola absolutely demolish his brother, but it's going to be one of those things where we got to limit the long ball and we got to capitalize on their mistakes, which we didn't do
0: tonight. Yeah. I mean, and one of the things I brought up too with, with the Phillies matchup was I was looking at, it, I was like, Hey, I think that the Potteries have a slight advantage in terms of pitching. I think defensively they're much better. However, the big thing is going to be that the Phillies hit a ton of home runs and I saw, I think it was either 84 or 86%. Um, this was the stat I saw. 84 86% of the time, like if you're the team that hits more home runs, you end up winning the game in the postseason. Um, and we had talked a lot about this was throughout the offseason, I would say, about how the Braves' postseason run was so home run dependent, where they were like, yeah, well, we don't really care about defense. We're going to hit a bunch of long, like, you know, we're going to hit a bunch of bombs throughout these series. And that's how we're going to win the World Series. And then they did that with a team that, was not as good as their team this year, and then they got knocked out uh, by the Phillies. Um, but that was a huge element of how they were going to win was just hitting a ton of home runs. This this Phillies roster is built to just hit. I mean, hit the baseball like Carlos Correa did today. Honestly, um, I feel like that's the the best definition of their team. And then it probably would have even been a better kind of like metaphor of what they are if that uh, if that run in the ninth inning or that out in the ninth inning on the double play ball ended up costing him like the Potters had a walk-off somehow, you know, It'd be like, oh yeah, you go up and then, you know, the defense blows it. But that's kind of been like what the Phillies have been. And that's what their GM has tried to build their team like, where it's like very offensive heavy and defensively they're kind of lackluster. Um, it's going to be hard to beat a team like that in the postseason. And the way that Bryce Harper has been playing lately, that home run was kind of ridiculous for how high he hit the ball on an opposite field home run. Like, the launch angle, like, the ball went straight up. It was in the – the hang time on that ball was absurd. It felt like it was, a like, a pop-up, like, an opposite-field pop-up, and it ended up going out the stadium. I didn't think I had any chance to get out just because of how long it was traveling. I was like, oh, there's no way this is going out. But that's kind of the home run you see. Um, I thought – I think Darvish a lot of times – I mean, also, Chase, think about this. Um, in Darvish's last two outings, he's given up five runs. All of them are solo home runs. Really weird. Um, But that's kind of how Darvish is. Like, Darvish is going to give up a couple, like, big home runs. That's kind of how, like, if if we look at, like, how the past couple seasons have gone, a lot of times there's very few runners on and Darvish finishes the game going six or seven, allowing a run or two, and it comes off the long ball. It feels like almost every time when Darvish has, like, a a really strong outing, I would say. So I think he really has to – he does have to kind of rely on, like, like getting a lot of those first pitch strikes that hang just because he – he's pretty dependent, I would say on the breaking ball, not to like knock his fastball or anything, but that's just like, that's kind of how he makes his money just because so dude, some of those backdoor sliders that he was throwing today were just ridiculous. Um, but then every once in a while you're going to hang them. And and that's ended up, what ended up, ended up happening. And, and the Phillies really capitalized on it. Um, I think in terms of the lineup, I know that, uh Jerem brought this up up here where was it right here um and you were we were talking about this before we ended up starting the live um but not not hit pinch hitting drury against the left-handed batter in the ninth was a wasted opportunity um he needs more at bats in this series so i agree i also look back on and i think okay like it's one at bat maybe doesn't it change the complexion of the ball game except for the fact that it's bottom of the ninth two outs <laughs> um now that's always a, a tough spot to come up and pinch hit in and Bell did have a home run against uh, was Alvarado that was that was closing the game for the Phillies. So, I, I and he was only one for nine, but he did have a home run. But but Chase, what was your overall thought on them not pinch hitting Drury, especially when especially with with Bell's struggles lately?
1: I think you know it's one of those things where it may like looking back on it, you know, you 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 have hindsight bias. Like okay, Bell struck out. Yeah, Drury probably should have gotten the at-bat there. You have handset bias. But also, you need Drury to get hot. You need one of Drury or Bell to get hot. Bell really didn't do that much that game. I think he struck out twice, and then was it a pop-up in his third at-bat before that? He obviously didn't have it that night. He didn't have it tonight. Why not go with some, some new blood, something new off the bench, some guy, you know... Maybe he saw something. Maybe he didn't. We never. We won't ever get to know because he didn't get the chit. But, you know, we. how many times have we seen a guy come off the bench and do something incredible for a ninth-inning rally? It happens quite a bit for baseball. So, you know, sometimes having a guy that comes off the bench, you know, given a fresh start, you know, first at bat, sure he's going to come off cold. But, you know, that's what you're expected to do when you're a playoff team. You're going to have guys that come off the bench, and that's going to be their role and, you know, probably should have given Drury a shot there because if he hits that ball, maybe he breaks out of a slot. However, we won't know because that never happened.
0: Yeah, that's and that's kind of how I feel about it too. Like, I, I think it makes more sense too just because of Drury being able to hit left-handed pitching really well. Um, and a lot of times the way that the Padres have kind of operated this postseason is Drury starts when there's a lefty, Bell starts when there's a righty and you want Myers at first because his for his defense has been so good at first base. And honestly, I feel like the Padres, I don't know if they've stolen, but they've definitely had the advantage in terms of having great defense in the infield um, compared to like Trey Turner's errors and like just some, I mean, today's that error. And then you also look at it back in the first inning when Bryce Harper absolutely scolded one to Cronworth and he made a tremendous play to save a run. Like that first, that infield defense has, has come up super clutch. So I, I think it makes sense, but I think it's also part of it now where you're like, well, why don't you pinch hit? Um, there's also the element of it too of like you've had a guy in the game the whole time. Like, why do you take? Like, why do you pinch hit? Because guys' numbers when they pinch hit are usually typically a lot lower than what they normally hit. Um, so there's kind of that element of it too. But I, I still think it makes more sense to to pinch hit Drury in that situation. However. There's been stuff that I've been like, you know, haven't really agreed that Bob Melvin's done and ends up paying off like hugely for the Padres. So I don't want to rip the manager decisions too much in this one, but I just thought like that was an interesting spot just because of what we had seen in the past. Um, but I did want to look at at some of these comments here. and I do think um, I, I, I do think like it's very interesting because fan base is always very up and down everyone is very in a very very positive mood we see devin here we lost the first game in la and we came back i feel I have a feeling we can do the same thing uh Jaron comes up and points directly up to that like here we go um are two guys stepped up let's go manny Soto don't lose don't lose faith uh faith people like we still got a ton of games to come back seven games this is the marathon not a sprint not super worried like i I do like the positivity from everyone in the chat I think it's i think it's funny just because you know we just saw this team come back when they were kind of and and Isaac was talking about it right when we talked about the game after the the Potters beat the Dodgers on Saturday, and he's like, this team has been resilient over and over and over again. And that was this thing that he kept like like bringing back up is how resilient this team has been. I feel like we've already seen this at this point where it's like, one zero, like we were just one out to the Dodgers and then we ripped off three wins. All right, we were you know against the Mets, it was like yeah, we were one one going into elimination game on the road. Like all right, one zero is not that big of a deal now. The big thing is, is they just need to start turning it on offensively because I saw someone I tweeted this and I think it's, I think it's kind of tough to bring up, but the Potters, if you take away their, their inning where they scored five runs, which you can't do, which you cannot do. I want to emphasize that because I always hate these stats, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. You cannot take away a five run inning, but if you were basically, they've had like, you know, 20 plus innings that they haven't scored. I think it's like 23 innings that they haven't scored. So that is frustrating um, but we have seen this team is very up and down off, offensively. So I brought it up when I was talking about the predictions though, I, I think that you're going to need to see some pop. You're going to see maybe the potter not match the, the power of the Phillies necessarily just because that's what their team's built on, but they have to be able to hang in there with the power. They need to have a couple big shots of their own. They need to hit home runs with guys on. We need to see some clutch hitting, but most importantly they need to look like they need to be able to challenge a starter because they did not challenge the starter today. Um, you got to get Wheeler's pitch count way up. The The Phillies pulled him. He honestly probably could have gone nine today if they really wanted him to. Like, I, I feel like pretty confident that he could have gone nine, and the Padres probably would have got shut out by him. So – that's the part I think that that you got to, and starting tomorrow, is you got to get to Nola early in, in terms of pitch count and de- getting him to throw a lot of pitches because we've seen when the Potters are at their best is when they're kind of in the pitcher's head. He's missing a lot of pitches. He's throwing a lot of pitches. He's walking guys, and then all of a sudden you get a couple big knocks with guys on, and the entire complexion of the game has changed. We didn't see that at all until the ninth inning tonight where it was like, okay, the Potters are actually threatening. That was the first time in the whole game. So that's going to be the biggest thing, I think, for the series. Um, I thought Darvish looked pretty good. I thought, you know, when the guys came in out of the bullpen, they looked pretty good too. Uh, We ended up saving Suarez and Hayter, which is pretty solid, but that's what you're going to need is you're going to need the offense to produce like it's produced over these first two series. Doesn't mean that, you know, you score a crazy amount of runs, but if you get those starters out early, you're going to be able to win close games if your pitching is good. And the Padres pitching has been tremendous this postseason.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I know you mentioned, you know, sometimes – Will need one of those big hits and within one of these games. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think if you can't hit the long ball like you haven't been able to recently, I think you play small ball. You know, you have aggressive base running. You go for the squeezes, which haven't really worked in our favor. One was a great play by Grushaw Baderall, and the other one was Profar got thrown an inside pitch and it nearly hit him and it hit his bat instead of hitting Profar, which was very unfortunate, but that's, those were the right calls. When you are struggling to produce offense, you do things where you kind of have to innovate ways to do it. And that's what the safety squeezes were for. One of them almost worked. The other one was an unfortunate accident, but they were the right calls, especially since we have been lacking either timely hitting or the big hit in general. We've had a few solo shots by themselves. We've had, you know, give us an extra run in the game, late in the game. But we still have lacked the big hit at the right time. So if we can't get that, you know, steal bases. I wouldn't say bunt guys over because that's sort of just throwing away an at bat. But if you're down in the count and you get a pitch to the outside, if you're at righty, well, hit it the other way, advance the base runner. It's the same thing as a bunt, but at least you still have a competitive at bat. You know, it's going to be small things that when you base postseason baseball games, you know, uh, I want to see a lot of stealing. I mean, yes, they have JC Romuto, but you put pressure on the pitcher that way and you put pressure on the catcher. If you don't let the pitcher get into a groove, you know, and throw him out of the groove by stealing bases, you can possibly win that game just because he's focused on the run game, too, rather than just being able to solely focus on a hitter. You know, it's just different dimensions of the game that you can bring into when you don't have the power that the Phillies do.
0: No, and, I, and I think the Padres have done really good in that. And a lot of times late in games, too, of just, like, being able to do whatever to get a guy to score. Um, but I think they've also, like, tried to kind of produce a lot of small ball to, to produce offseason this post offense this postseason I think it's done really well um but I think you kind of got to get back to that so no I think that's a good point though too because like especially with how good the Pottery's pitching has been in a lot of these games they don't need many runs like they haven't really needed to score that much to come away with a victory in a lot of these so um you're, you may be right like it's not going to be as much of the long ball I do think just what do you think about this though I think what about playing in San Diego versus playing in Philly in this series because we already saw it tonight like you had two balls that were absolutely destroyed to be home runs. Um, and then, like, a lot of balls, like, even from the Padres' side, like the one that you brought up that, that Nola hit, where he went, you know, opposite, like, center field, kind of, you know, right field kind of deal. Um, and he's destroyed that ball, but it stayed in the park. I feel like it, when you go to Philly, ball's probably going to travel a little bit better just because, I don't know if you saw the, the stat that they pulled up earlier this postseason, but Pot- Petco was the lowest scoring stadium in all of baseball this last year. So, like, I also think that the series kind of changes a little bit. Maybe not that right. much, but like, like what, you know, do you think there's a big effect on that?
1: Yes, and no. I mean, yeah, it affects a couple of hitters on the Padres. Like, it may affect Bell, Drury, Myers, and Machado, and maybe Soto. But for like Kim North and them, they're not, they haven't really hit the long ball this year. They've mostly, you know, been doubles down the lines, you know, or Jake Cronenworth with, the clutch single wherever it needs to be hit and it scores two runs you know yeah it might affect machado myers and like i said those guys but outside of that you know it's a couple of balls might go out more than they did in peco but realistically we're still not a home run hitting team because even then like soto had when was the last time soto hit a home run long time
0: <laughs> yeah he, gonna hit, say, really dude, he about had some you. bad at bats today i'm not gonna lie bro i was watching he struck out on that one pitch i was like i think it was a curveball outside it was like oh my god bro we need the big knocks man i mean he, he did have one on saturday but like i don't know bro. i have I don't know are you like dude so does kill me with with the lack of power like it, it is hurt, and i get it I, it's a huge change i'm not trying to, to knock him or anything i think it's gonna turn out totally fine um but, dude, I'm so just – I just am wanting to see just Soto absolutely unload on a couple of these and just have a super hot – like, a, just a super hot streak. It hurts, bro. I want. I just want to see him flourish, man.
1: <laughs> I do, too. And that, that's kind of my thing. It's like, okay, Soto, he, he singled a few times. He works the count. He walks. But we haven't seen this power from Soto like we did when he was on the Nationals. It sort of disappeared ever since he joined San Diego. I, and you can account that to Petco Park being one of the harshest uh, parks to hitters and the long ball, but we haven't seen any power from a lot of the guys that are supposed to have power.
0: No, and dude, that's the thing. Like, and that was also another thing. Like, when the baseballs got dead, in that it felt like that changed a lot. I, I honestly feels like that was when that kind of became a big change. Um, he homered in Arizona last. I see people talking about that it was kind of like a hangover game type deal. I don't know if it was even that. Like if you listen to what the guys were kind of saying, and Isaac, we'll get into you we kind of have your overall overall thoughts on the game, but I wouldn't say that it was like a hangover game, just because if you actually like were listening to what they were saying about like how they were kind of like flipping this like the script almost like like flipping the switch, I guess, or more like turning the page in the postseason, um, and like moving on from the Dodgers, like, yep, that was just kind of a a a step on the ladder and we're we're moving forward from it. Just based on their statements, it didn't really feel like that. Now I think Saturday they they had a lot of partying. I think it was a lot of fun there, but I don't know if that's like where their minds at. I don't I don't feel like the team is really at that because the whole time their whole their whole season has been like kind of just kind of being written off every single series. Like I don't know if you guys saw, but basically everyone picked the Phillies to win this series again, where it felt like that's been the case every single time. Where it's like, yeah, the Padres are getting written off again. So I don't really think that's where their heads at. I think it was more that Zach Wheeler was absolutely dealing, and Pottery's team can't hit fastballs for whatever reason, especially 98-99 with movement up in the zone. Like that's that's the kryptonite for this lineup, honestly. But Isaac, what do you feel about this overall series? We kind of talked about the Potter's offensive struggles and stuff, but what was your your overall thought looking at the at the whole game?
2: Um I thought just a lot of bad at bats. I mean, there's a lot of bad at bats that game where you saw the batters the i mean our team just wasn't really taking a lot of a lot of pitches trying to, i mean the whole recipe for this potter's team has been getting pitchers out and like i mean dave roberts did it himself in that in that uh that final game against the dodgers where he took out anderson pretty fast but um <clears throat> what they've been using kind of this whole time on this little hot stretch that they've been on during the playoffs is really getting all the starters out by the fifth or the sixth inning and pouncing on the bullpen and The parties are even pouncing on the starters. They were able to do it against Max Scherzer, Chris Bassett, Jacob DeGrom to an extent. Uh, Julio Urias got three runs on him. Clayton Kershaw got three runs on him. Tony Gonsolin bounced on him earlier. I mean, there was none of that today. It was a lot of uh, first-pitch flyouts, first-pitch groundouts, just not taking advantage of – I mean, Zach Wheeler was kind of dealing. That fastball looked stupid today. And, you know, a lot of props to him. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but – just the Padres offense just looked really really downright bad today and you know going to Petco Park you kind of know like all right this isn't going to really be a a high scoring game you looked at the the first game against the Dodgers two to one the next game five to three um which yeah it's kind of high scoring but all of them came on in one inning for the Padres and none of them were off home runs um this game, two, two, nothing, just two solo shots. It's like, you know, when you go to Petco, it's not going to be a very high scoring game. And unfortunately the Padres lost tonight because just the two solo shots. Now it's not often that you're going to lose to two solo shots. More often than not, you're going to win that game. But Zach Wheeler just went in there and pumped. Um, no time to panic. We lost game one against the Dodgers. It's a long seven game series. Um, and I, I heard you guys talking about the whole hangover thing. it, it, it did feel like a little bit of a hangover. Um, I mean, you beat an 111 win team. You beat a hundred win team before that. Um, I can imagine emotions are running pretty high and especially you beat the team that everyone says you're the little brother to yada, yada, yada. Um, I mean, big poppy said that team is your daddy. You beat them three games in a row. Uh, I can imagine there's a little bit of a hangover game, the way the Dodgers kind of had like a hangover series against the Braves last year. Nothing to take away from the Braves. Braves played amazing, but, um, you know, unfortunately, Padres lose two nothing. Uh, a lot of ball left, a lot of games left. Hopefully, Padres still are able to take it for sure.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I see people to kind of talking about this whole this whole game and stuff. Zero runs no win game. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you got to be able to put up some fight on offense. Um, Dennis says uh, the game felt like it was forty five minutes long. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was I was thinking this. It felt like after Saturday's game, just the pure excitement and like of just like feeling like, oh man, this is going to go to game five. I got to go back to LA and then you have that just insane seventh inning and then the bullpen comes in and just closes the door and it's just ridiculous and it was just so hype. This felt like the most boring baseball game of all time coming right after that one, honestly. Like I'm watching like, dude, is there going to be anything that happens? Oh no, we have no base runners all game and two solo shots. Like that was brutal. So yeah, we need, no, we need some. I just want to see some offense, honestly. It would be really nice to see them go out and see, take a bunch of pitches, get Noel's pitch count up really early, because they did do that to Wheeler in the first. He threw like 20-something pitches, I want to say, in the first inning. And then after that, it felt like he was averaging like six pitches an inning. It was ridiculous. And it was, <laughs> it was so frustrating to watch, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking for for the rest of the series, is that you just – yeah, they got to kind of – they got to bounce back and look more like they did on Saturday because that's that was <laughs> awesome to watch yeah. um I also see some people talking about you know Soto cooling down saying that so needs to be more aggressive that's what the the commentators after the game were saying um that he's been cooling down um also Voldemort said that Isaac apparently you, you were talking to Tawan on the phone before yeah, you when you hopped I in this year a little bit
2: yeah I told him just keep doing your thing you know I mean even though it doesn't even though it doesn't seem like it he's hit the most balls over 100 miles per hour this postseason so i don't think i don't think and he's done it by like a large margin he's in double digits the rest of the guys are still in like seven or eight um so it's not really a matter of changing his approach or anything it's just now the balls just have to find the gaps he has to find the gaps he has to find the holes um he's he's had he has a good approach at the plate i mean I i don't really see a a point of being more aggressive. That's what the analyst said. His approach his whole career has been patience at the plate, um, only swinging out balls in the zone, not chasing. He's one of the best in baseball at that. And that's been what's made him so successful in his career. So I don't really see a point of changing that. Yes, I understand he's one of the best hitters in our lineup, but he's been one of the best hitters in all of baseball, in baseball history, because of his current approach. So I don't, I don't really see any need to change it.
0: Chase, what are you thinking on Soto?
1: I'm not too worried. Um, I see some of the power back, but like Isaac said, he's hit some of the most balls, over 100 miles an hour. So, you know, it's going to come eventually. It's just kind of rough to watch. You know, this guy absolutely rip a baseball and it's going to either two someone or it's going to be a single. It's just kind of frustrating. It's like, this guy's doing everything right. It's just not working out the way that he wants it to, which – Anybody that's played baseball absolutely know what it feels like to absolutely rock a baseball for like a month and absolutely have nothing to show for it because it's going to people, you know, it's just one of those things where it's the recipe for success. He's doing the right things. It's going to come eventually and it's going to come at a time that we desperately will need it, which will be soon.
0: Yeah, no, I, I feel like that was the case. I mean, do we just? I just want to see him kind of have that crazy kind of moment for the Padres. He did have that – I mean, he did have a pretty sick moment, though. Against the
2: Dodgers? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was just – it wasn't the home run. I mean, that's just the thing. That's the only reason why I think that we all feel this way. I think if he had a couple more bombs, we'd feel totally different about Lonseto. Because, like, actually, how he's actually looked has been pretty good. Um, but yeah, I see people uh, – Brent says tomorrow's a must, must win with ne- the next three in Philly. Mm-hmm. I want to say yeah. Yeah but i don't really feel that way like not that it doesn't hurt to go down 2-0 at home like of course that is demoralizing don't get me wrong but like i don't think it's like if they lose tomorrow like they're cooked i felt like if they were gonna lose both of the games against the daughters it was over i felt like it was a complete wrap after that it's also a shorter series too but i don't necessarily feel that way like do you guys think it's a obviously you really want to win the game to split the series at home don't get me wrong but like is do you feel like it's a must win for to, if you're going to end up hanging on in the series
2: uh i mean personally if it was on the road i would say no but you're at home in front of the most electric crowd you've had in years i mean personally i would say yeah it's kind of a must win Aaron Nola and zach wheeler have been pitching some of the best baseball of their careers I mean, that Phillies team is very reminiscent of that Washington Nationals team that won, um, won the World Series. They had two or three – I mean, they the Phillies only have two, but two really hot pitchers that were just carrying them the the, the whole way. Um, and some good hitters, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Guys that can hit for power, put away a series with – put away a game with one swing of the bat if they have runners on. I mean, they didn't even have to have runners on today, and they were able to put the game away quite fast. Um but the Padres have to do a better job of just, first off, getting guys on. They they were absolute trash at getting guys on today. But just patience at the plate, man. Patience at the plate. A lot of patience at the plate. We preach it all the time. Have some patience. And they didn't have a lot of that today. And that's why a guy like Zach Wheeler was able to go seven today. And he probably could have thrown a complete game if they let him. Um, but the whole point is you you you're going to face nothing but aces in the playoffs, basically maybe not in games three and four against the Phillies, but all throughout this is you've faced a lot of aces and you were able to get them out early because of the patience at the plate, taking advantage of balls in the strike zone that they leave hanging. A lot of what we didn't see out of the Padres throughout the season. um, But you saw that a lot in the postseason and it's been working to their, to their advantage. It's been successful for them. And what we saw quite a bit in that little run where damn, Padres left, how many guys on base today? and it was always in the double digits, was horrible plate approach, not being patient at the plate, not getting your pitch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Chase? Uh, there we
1: are. Hey, uh, my internet is bouncing up and down right now, if you guys can't tell, um, but <laughs> you're right. Um, it's one of those things, like as I said, have patience at the plate i know someone mentioned it earlier uh wheeler had a five pitch inning yeah darvish didn't have a single five pitch inning like he was at what 30 pitches by the second inning something around there wheeler had a five pitch third inning do you know how much easier it would have been for darvish to get through the amount of innings that he did with a five pitch inning we just made it really easy for Wheeler by swinging at a lot of first pitch. Which it's okay to be aggressive, but it's got to be your pitch. We were hunting fastballs, but we couldn't even hit the fastball to begin with, so we were setting ourselves up for failure on multiple parts. I think it's good to be aggressive, but it's also good to have patience. Like, if you're gonna get a, if you're hunting fastball, make sure it's your pitch. Don't swing at a fastball just because you're getting a fastball. Like have an approach, you know, if you're going to, if you're facing someone like Wheeler or Nola, you know, maybe you take that first pitch strike. You maybe you try to work the count a little bit just so that you can get to the bullpen quicker where, you know, the Phillies bullpen, it's it struggled more than most teams that are in the postseason. Like that is the weaker point of the Phillies team is their bullpen. Get to it, light it up. And then let your bullpen do the rest. Because guess, but your bullpen held down the Dodgers for three, four games and didn't let up a run. You guys can do this. Just
0: don't be stupid at the plate. No, dude, I, I, I think so. I think you're definitely right. I also see. Okay, we got to get into the keys. Of, into the keys of game two. Um, also, I see Isaac. I see you in the chat over here. <laughs> Yeah, that was
2: my World Series.
0: <laughs> um, so people are talking about we're 0-2 and quies in the stadium. Bro, don't put that on quiet. Put that on on pandemic pee in the crowd, dude. I Come on, man. I don't know if you guys know this. Paul George is my least favorite NBA player. I do not know if you guys know that. I'm a uh, Clippers fan. I didn't fan. know that. Yeah, I, I was not happy when we brought in Paul George, bro. I, I was not upset. I was very upset about that. Now, I don't really follow basketball super well, so I'm not going to act like I'm super locked in, but – but honestly, a lot of that is because of Paul George. I'm not even going to lie to you. So I saw him at the stadium at the end. I was like, great. You wonder why we're losing in this one, man. We got <laughs> Paul George here, dude. Out of anyone that you could bring to a playoff game. Mm-hmm. But no, that's just a little bit of Paul George slander for y'all. Um, But okay. So wanted to go for the keys of game two. One that we've already brought up a bunch of times. You need to get the guy's pitch count up. You need to get Aaron Nola's pitch count up. Um, He's... <laughs> Not much worse than I would say, uh, than I would say Zach Wheeler is just because Zach Wheeler is pretty money. And I don't know if we're going to see the outing that we saw tonight with Aaron Nolan necessarily, but he's still an ace caliber pitcher. He's, I've seen him pitch well against the Padres in the past. He's really good. It's the, it's the brother game. So that's a little bit exciting. But the biggest thing is going to be getting his pitch count up. And you don't know how to put up a ton of runs on him necessarily or like blow him up, but you have to have some offense early on in this game. So, that's going to be the biggest thing for me. But what are you guys thinking Is are the keys of, uh, of tomorrow's game?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, seeing how this Phillies team kind of relies a lot on the long ball, the biggest key to me tomorrow is going to be limiting the long ball. Don't let them go deep, really. I mean, limit it to one home run, really. Because Bryce Harper, four home runs, I believe, this postseason. I forgot how many at-bats. Uh, he has four home runs. Kyle Schwarber hits a lot of home runs. Really, this lineup in general is very reliant on the long ball. So if you're going to beat them, limiting the long ball is going to be very, very important. Now, something I've been hammering, you guys are going to think it's so annoying. It annoys me a little bit, too. Um, <laughs> the try Padres to don't try. score. Yes, sir. The Padres don't score first in game two against the Mets. They lose. The oh, the one time that they didn't score first, or the two times, they haven't scored first three times. They won one of them. Now the rest, they've lost. So they're one in four in games that they don't score first. Of course, scoring first means there's a 60% chance you win the game. So hopefully they're able to. Oh, my God, Marcus, you got it right. Get the first run. That's the thing, man. Get the first run. You know, that's been very integral for the Padres this postseason. So um, hopefully they're able to do that. But patience at the plate, limiting the long ball and scoring first. Just freaking get runners on, bro.
1: Uh, You know, I'm just going to say you got to get the starting pitcher out early and you got to manufacture runs outside of the long ball. Be aggressive on the base pass. Play smart. You know, I don't agree with bunting someone over. You know, you try to hit it the other way and hope that you can get them to third instead of just the second. You know, maybe a couple safety squeezes that actually work without, you know, either an amazing play from the pitcher or just getting hit by the baseball or getting hit. And protecting yourself with the bat. I mean, outside of those two instances, a safety squeeze works most of the time. You know, get the first run, like Isaac said.
0: Mm -hmm. When was the last time the Padres hit a home run?
2: Dude, no, they. I mean, that's going to be like Chase is right. You know, they need (laughs) to be able to manufacture runs considering they're playing at Petco and the ball doesn't fly. Um, Well, tomorrow the ball might fly because it's in the daytime. So, we all know the ball flies more in the daytime, so maybe it'll fly a little more, but I mean, statistically the team that hits more home runs in the postseason wins the game. So, you know, manufacturing runs and maybe getting a nice little two, three run bomb in there would be really nice.
0: Yeah. I also like Lizzie brought this up right here. Keeps Nell's pitch t- count down. That's kind of the inverse of like, if plays Nell's on the mound. We know that's always the factor. So yeah. I think for, for both teams, it's kind of the, the pitch count of the starters is going to mean a lot. Um, I think it means more for the Phillies, though, because I don't have as much faith in their pen. Not that it's, like, bad or anything necessarily, but it's just, like, it's not the caliber that we've seen from the Padres where it's, like, it feels like 8-9 is is locked down. Um, also, the last home run was Grish on Friday. Um, yeah, it's not, so like, a lot of games, know. but just mm-hmm. two games without a homer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely – Definitely need to get to score first. Dude, it's kind of crazy. Like the only win that they've had is is the when they scored seven runs or sorry, five runs in the seventh inning. Um, so yeah, you've lost every other game when you've went down first. And it also makes sense too for just for how this Padres team is built, where it's it's a lot more dependent on like maintaining a lead opposed to like having massive innings and stuff like that. Like they're not they, they haven't really done that throughout this season. The whole year it's been. You know, you get a little, a small lead, and you barely hang on to it as the as the game goes goes on. Um, so yeah, their their lineup sucks. Zero runs is terrible, though. Yeah, I mean, the lineup. Yeah, that's that's gonna be the biggest thing. Um, if we can win tomorrow, we need to attack more against their next two stars, basically bullpen for them. Yeah, that's another thing too. Like, uh, Syndergaard hasn't pitched a lot. Um, and Ranger Suarez like was basically an opener for them last time he pitched. So both those guys haven't really pitched. I don't even think they've completed four innings in a playoff game this year, uh, this season. So they're not gonna go deep. So you gotta, yeah. I think mean, if you even more than if you get to uh, to Noah tomorrow. So yeah, Noah's a stud. Noah's really really good. That's the other thing too. So it's your work's not like it's not like your work's cut out for you. It's same thing with Wheeler when. I just didn't realize how ridiculous Wheeler was, though, dude. Like he was—he was absurd to that. Like, the fastball was moving, and it was hitting 98-99 consistently, which is pretty ridiculous. But outside of that, anything else that you guys want to add before we bounce?
2: Uh, no. You know, get back out of tomorrow. Come out of uh, come out of this home, this little home stretch, I guess you could say, one and one, and feeling good the rest of the series for
0: sure. All right, guys. Um. We'll be back tomorrow, so go Padres, and hopefully they they you know even up this series tomorrow, um, because you're going to Philly for three games after that, so it's yep. a pretty big deal. I'm not gonna call it must win, but it's a pretty huge game. <laughs> it's also the NLCS. This is this is awesome. Dude. This is crazy. That we're we're talking NLCS baseball right mm-hmm. now. But all right, guys, we'll talk to you guys soon, and have a great night.